Now, I'm not gonna help you this time, all right? All right, you have all the power in your legs you need. Use it to kick your way up. Do you understand? Yes, that's it. Die. Cobra Kai never dies. Say it. Cobra Kai never dies. Say it like your life depends. Cobra Kai never dies. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Guess what? It's the most influential speaker from the house of M. Let's open up the icebox and see what we can find. Holy cow. So lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff happening. And there's just too much, okay? But I'm going to try to talk to you about a couple of things that really stood out to me uh, that since I've last recorded, we'll say, and, uh, we'll take it from there. Right. Okay. Um, the big draw of the episode, of course, is we are continuing our conversation of Cobra Kai, um, season one. Uh, we're going with episode three and we have the wild card back with us again. So we're talking episode three of Cobra Kai season one with the wild card. Stay tuned for that. But Hey, I have some other things I just want to mention before we get to that. Okay, real quick, um, something that I've been trying to do and trying to make time. So this this Inspired Creations HOM is my network, and I am putting any, if not all, of my free time into that. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It really is a lot of work. Thank God I have someone like Charlie Huckle to do a lot of the hard work, um, like the production, uh, the music. Uh, the editing, the booking of guests, the figuring out of the technology, um, posting stuff too. He, he really helps me out with a lot of that. And a lot of that stuff takes hours of time. And I have a day job and I'm there late some days and often. <laughs> and um, during the week, work week, it's tough to work on this stuff. So uh, Charlie Huckle is there to, you know, stay up and lay and do his thing because that's what I pay him for. So I appreciate that, Mr. Huckle. Thank you very much for getting that done. But any other free time I have, I'm doing the the concepts, right? I'm creating ideas for future episodes and everything. So a lot of work goes into this. Um, and it's it started to show some fruition and some traction finally. Um, one thing that happened uh, what recently that I'm really proud of is we just had our, uh, had our first contest. Uh, in in the Inspired Creations uh, HOM network, and it was from Beating for All. And all you had to do was uh, watch the episode about ninjas, and um, you'll see what you had to do in the comments section, and I talk about it in the episode as well. Uh, so basically, for Beating for All on my YouTube channel, Icebox Cast, I gotta plug it, right? Um, my YouTube channel is Icebox Cast, so go check that out and subscribe. But... Uh, the episode was on ninjas. I created two little ninja characters, and the contest was simply this. Um, all you had to do was name the ninjas. Leave their names in the comments area, um, and I will. I would randomly pick the winner. I'm not going to like just say, oh, I like this name better because that's all opinion, right? But I, I went with randomly picking the, uh, the winners uh, to do that. And 
Um, the contest just ended. I had it pretty much going through um, an hour. I'm sorry, a month long uh, contest. Um, and that was just for that. There was a reason for that. I actually didn't want it to go an entire month, but the reason I went the entire month was because I had one entry, and all this work that I'm that we're putting into this uh, network, um, I kind of got a little down on myself, saying, "Wow," <laughs> I was like. You know, I know there's, and that was my best show. I think there was 90 plus views on that thing for, and for me, for our network, that's huge. Um, so 90 plus, uh, views on that video with one entry for the contest. And, you know, then I started thinking about, well, maybe the prize stinks, um, which again, arguably it could have, um, but uh, I'll only get better. That was just our first contest, but, um, I thought it'd be kind of cool to win the creations that I did on the show. Um, but for the viewers, not so much apparently, cause I had one entrant and then a couple weeks passed by and then another entry came in and I thank them both. Uh, the people who entered were my brothers. Um, uh, so God bless both of you for at least giving me hope that this contest would be sort of successful. Um, so they entered, um, the contest and again, all you had to do is enter, you had to name the ninjas that I created. Um, and then a couple weeks or no, another week later, I think. Uh, I had a third entry and I was, I was like, Oh my God, this is huge. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Um, and it was from, uh, from a child. It was, uh, from, uh, uh, her name was, um, Vic, uh, Victoria. So I was like, Oh, cool. So no, no, no disrespect to my brothers, but I was hoping Victoria would win. <laughs> um, but because she was, you know, it was it, the, the, the ninja creations kind of played to, I, I dare say younger audience, but I appreciate both of those entries because if it not, she would have won for sure. She was the only entrant, but um, they've been supporting my craft and my creation. So I appreciate that too. So end of the day, month ended. I had three entries for the contest. So safe to say it was not successful. Um, I'm only going to learn from this and um, I'll get better or I'll promote it better. Um, I'll, I'll work on it, but I was disappointed, um, but it's okay. Uh, again, I'm just going to try to do better next time. And I want to have another contest as, uh, as quickly as I can. Um, maybe with the same show, um, or, or just on the Facebook page of inspired creations, HOM, I'll, I'll do something, but I, I definitely want to do it again and hopefully have some more or a better success for it. But, um, for those that, uh, did enter, I appreciate it. So thanks Hollywood. Thanks wildcard. And thanks Victoria. Um, you can see the results on my Instagram page. It's uh, IceboxCast, all one word. Um, and I, true to my word, I posted the winner. The winner was, in fact, Wildcard. Um, and his um, names were for the female ninja who had the double-bladed sword that could cut anything and, and whatever it sliced turns it into gold. Um, he named her Gold Digger. And the, the male ninja... Um, had a sword um, that whenever he slices anything, it turns it into ice and freezes it solid. And uh, the wild card named him, appropriately enough, Frostbite. So congratulations, wild card. Uh, you won the two ninjas. Uh, you have the naming you you have the naming rights to them now too, and they are posted on the Instagram account IceboxCast. Uh, go check that out. Go give it likes. See what you think of them. Um, and you'll get your prize soon enough. So thank you very much. Uh, that was that contest. Um, we'll do better next time. I promise. At least I'm going to try to. Um, so until the next contest, uh, we'll see you then.
Okay, so the other thing I want to touch upon too is um, I've been trying to rewatch movies as a from when I watched them as a kid, and see how they how they uh, view today as you know in my adult life, I guess, because a lot of movies I saw as a kid I didn't really understand them, um, or I watched them and they were just at face value. Now that I'm older and you know a lot more experience than I had then, I want to see how well these movies and see what kind of new aspects I can discover about them. So I'm not going into too much detail with that aspect, but it does play into what I do want to talk about. Um, but I rewatched Rain Man, which is a, a great movie, um, especially seeing it now in my adult life. Um, and then I just rewatched uh, Cool Hand Luke. Great movie again, too. Um, and again, after watching those two movies, I got a lot more out of it. Um, and the one I just recently watched was Zulu. And... There were parts that I remember for all those movies, but seeing them now, and literally I haven't really watched any of those movies for like years, if not decades. <laughs> um, so I rewatched them and it's really great. So if you're my age um, and I'm over 40, uh, definitely try that. Unless you've been recurringly or you have watched these, you've watched movies again and again and again, um, then don't worry about it. Do something else with your time. But if you haven't seen a movie since from when you were a child, try rewatching it to see if it holds up or see what kind of new uh, value you can get out of them. Again, not the point of the conversation that I want to do, but that's just something I've been doing. So during my searches for these types of movies that I'm trying to rewatch again, I found a movie um, streaming on, um, I think it's Amazon Prime, I believe. Um, and it's from a writer director creator that I, I i liked i thoroughly enjoyed and was introduced to him um uh, by my cousin dom and um it was kevin smith and i remember going to panels uh at, con- at comic book conventions and every time we went it was packed and it was entertaining goodness he had us all wanting to laugh um his stories were just you know crude and entertaining and funny. Uh, I was introduced to his View Askew Universe movies, right? Um, uh, Clerks and Clerks 2, hands down my favorites. I, I don't even know which one I like better, um, but they're just, I, I love those movies. Um, we saw, you know, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma. Um, and he did some other movies too, <laughs> right? I don't even know the names of them, but um, one of them, uh, was Jay and, and Silent Bob Strike Back. But the movie I came across this time was Jay and Silent Bob, the reboot. And it's on, again, it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. And I've heard uh, the criticisms. I was like, oh, it's not watchable. Um, you know, it's it's terrible. Or some, oh my God, it's lovely. It's hilarious. It's great, right? Um, so I tried watching it uh, against sound advice, let's just say. So I tried watching this movie and I couldn't do it. I could not watch it. I tried three times to watch that movie. And I don't want to say three strikes and you're out, but that's the point I got to. And I just... After each time I stopped the movie and I resumed where I last left off, so I made three attempts to watch this thing. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't do it, people. 
I just could not do it. Uh, and what it was, I'll, I'll tell you my raw thoughts, um, because this is what I was feeling when I was watching this movie. I thought, why am I watching this movie? I thought, I am literally wasting time watching this movie. I am getting dumber watching this movie. I am not laughing at the jokes in this movie. I could be creating instead of watching this movie. I could be pooping instead of watching this movie. I, I, it was just not for me. And part of the thing that really ticked me off about the movie, I mean, I'm not going to get upset about it. I'm not going to get upset about it, but I mean, maybe that ticked off is the wrong term. It more, what upset me, what uh, made me feel like a waste of time was like, there were scenes in the movie and I didn't even get through the whole thing. Um, but, uh, there were scenes in there that were straight from the first one and I get it. It's a reboot. So of course you're going to bring, you know, elements from the first movie into your reboot version, I guess. But I'm th- the scenes that they're bringing in, I'm like, why? They were barely funny the first time and you're bringing them back. And one of the characters I love was, uh, Jason Mewes. Um, and, and it was his, uh, chasing Amy character. No, I'm sorry. God dang. It was the Mallrats character, Brody, right? Um, and the, the scene that they did in the first Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back movie, um, I saw that scene in the comic shop, and they do that song at the end of their conversation. You see Jason Mewes go, bloop, bloop, with this, like weird face, whatever the heck those noises were. I, I didn't laugh then. And then to see it reenacted in Jay and Silent Bob the reboot, I'm like, guys, it stop. It I again, maybe other people did laugh at it or they get the joke. I did not. So the first time seeing it in the original movie, I didn't laugh. Seeing it again in the reboot version, I'm like, why are you doing this? I'm wasting my time. And as you know, I have plenty of other things. There's plenty of other things to watch, first of all. I just named three awesome movies, Rain Man, Cool Hand Luke, and Zulu, that are you know far superior to Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. And, but I just wanted to, I wanted to be entertained, and I wasn't getting it. I don't remember a part that I'd laughed from the points that I've seen it. And I watched up until the point. So for those that have seen it, and you're thinking I'm crazy right now or I'm just stupid and and you don't like the fact that I don't like this movie. Well, I don't care, first of all. But um, I want to tell you how far I got up to so then you can tell me, and you won't, but you can tell me, um, say, oh, that's why. You got to watch up to this point. And, you know, it gets better as the movie goes on. A movie shouldn't have to do that. I easily watched, I don't know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes into the movie easily, I'm thinking. and Or at least it seemed like, it seemed like hours. And it was just, you know, dragging its nails across a chalkboard. It was just bad. But I watched up until the point where um, Jay and Silent Bob re- are reintroduced, or not reintroduced, but they meet up with Boo Boo Kitty Uck. I'm going to say that because I, I can't say this word. I, I, I refuse to say the swear words. So Boo Boo Kitty Uck. Um, and <laughs> he's introduced to his daughter. 
um, which is played by Kevin Smith's real life daughter. So kind of cool there. I was I was thinking, okay, well let's see what let's see what she brings to it. That's a new element. Um, and then you meet them, and and I don't even know her name, but uh, so I'm just gonna call her Kevin Smith's kid. Uh, <laughs> um, Harley. I'll call her Harley because that's her real name. So you see Harley, and she has her friend there, and she does sign language. So this is clearly, you know, um, a, a a take off of um, Jay and Silent Bob. Now it's Harley and whatever the sign language kid's name is. I don't even know their her name either. So you meet them, and I'm like, okay, this is new. Let let's see what the kid brings into it. And she didn't bring anything. She didn't bring anything to it. Now I'm never probably going to talk to Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, or Harley uh, for them to say, you, you know, to ridicule me for my for my opinions on this on this on their movie. But, um, it's just, it was, she didn't, she didn't do anything. She was just like, she was just angry. That's all she was. And, you know, it was the cool that I can, I'm an angry kid and I'm an angry teenager. I don't know how she is in real life. Um, but I'm, I'm an angry, so I'm just gonna say young adult. I'm an angry young adult. And here I am with a knife. Ooh, and I'm gonna cut this off. And and you don't take me to here. I'm gonna, I can do this. And, and, and. And pile of sh- and all this. You're not cool. You don't have to do this. It's it was just it was bad comedy, and that's when I turned it off again. Right when they she threatened Jay and Silent Bob to take them to California. I think I think it was California or Hollywood. Um, I pushed stop again because I'm like, I'm done. I'm gonna watch anything else. Then Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So, it terrible movie. I didn't get even get through it. I don't think I don't know if I'm gonna make a fourth attempt to try to watch it again. Maybe if I get feedback on this episode, and I won't. But um, maybe I'll try it again. But at this point, three strikes. I'm out. Um, I'll whatever. I'm I'm done with Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, so I do not recommend you waste a second of your time watching that movie. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about, and I think this is appropriate enough. So um, in the disclaimer or in the post that I have of this episode, it is clearly rated R. And I've made comments in the past about saying I really need to have a rated R episode uh, some at some point because there's a lot of thoughts I have and I have to filter them out. I have to edit them because I love creating uh, family-friendly entertainment so that it can be viewed by all. But there are times where it just has to cross that line, okay? And this episode is one of them, um, primarily because of the language that my guest uses as we get into the Cobra Kai discussion. Um, and you'll, you'll, you'll know what I mean once we get to that point. But um, I figure if this is a rated R episode already, um, I might as well talk about something I have really never really talked about on these podcasts, but it made such an impression on me that um, I had to say something. I had right. Uh, I remember I had to use my voice before on an introduction to one of the podcasts here. Um, with George Floyd. And um, 
I I wanted to make you know that hey, I know what's happening out there, and my job is to entertain you, to give you a break from the reality, um, but that reality sometimes comes crashing in. We have to say something. Our voices have to be heard, right? So, something happened before um, my or since my last recording, and it regard it's in regards to POTUS. So I, again, I try not to get political on this thing and I'm going to maintain that. But again, this episode is rated R and if I'm going to get political, it's going to be an unrated R episode. So here we go. POTUS got COVID, right? And, um, uh, I saw, you know, a ton of opinions uh, and reactions to that happening. Um, he got it. Um, let's kind of, we're all kind of just waiting to see what happens. And, and to date, um, he's almost already cleared to get released from the hospital because he's taking, I don't know, super drugs. That's healing him much quicker than the masses of uh, people who have gotten COVID out there. He's getting the best treatment because he's POTUS and he's downplaying the virus as a result he's telling people don't be afraid of covid it's nothing look at me i'm coming out even better and stronger than ever i'm paraphrasing but he said that well we're not all privy to the resources that you have potus so don't do the dangerous thing and downplay it it's scary that we have this version of a man as our leader. The other thing that happened was the presidential debate. And I watched it. And I saw a ton of opinions on that too. Here's mine. That was crazy. Our leader setting that example to the people of our nation was obscene. I have never seen something like that in my 40 plus year life. It was a debate. You had a moderator. Someone says something. The other person has their time to say something. And the moderator keeps it going. They present the topics. They present the question. They silence you if you need to be silenced. So that we can get a discussion on these very important topics. I could not believe what I was watching. What I saw was a child at that podium who, if he didn't get his way, he would be the loudest voice in the room to drown out every other person's opinion. The loudest voice will prevail 
was that mindset. You're going to hear me. This is what I have to say. I don't care what you're saying. This is what I have to say. And it's true. You will listen to me. Because I'm right. And that's just not the case. Just not the case. I thought he was a bully on this on the po- at the podium. He wouldn't let his competitor talk even though he agreed to it and his party agreed to it. It was like rules out the window. What kind of an example is that coming from a leader of the United States of America? Unbelievable. I could say more. I am not. To those that actually watched the debate, you have your opinions, you have your feelings on it. You're entitled to them. This was mine. Okay, and now we are ready, finally, to talk Cobra Kai. Season 1, Episode 3. It was called Skeleton, but in Spanish, it's called Escueleto. And I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, uh, Enjoy our conversation. Again, Cobra Kai still knocking it out of the park with uh, their episodes. We're only on Episode 3, for crying out loud. Um, We're very lucky to have someone like the Wild Card to come in and talk uh, with the episode on us or uh, on it. And, um, we're going to, ha- we have a lot of fun here. We start talking about, uh, Cobra Kai, of course, but you'll see the conversation just kind of evolved into other things too. So let's sit back and, uh, um, have some fun and enjoy our conversation on Cobra Kai season one, episode three. Looking down, Elysium, spaced out visions and decisions on these drums. I'm flowing, crazy when I'm blowing. Get it up, turn it up, don't know where I'm going. All right, uh, we are back and we are talking more Cobra Kai. I have with me again the Wild Card. Wild Card, thanks again for coming back. Do you, do you honestly, do you prefer to be called like Wild Card on the show or do you just want to be called Joe? Oh, the, the wild card's great. Okay. That's, that's a great. That's a great name. <laughs> I love that nickname. Okay, very, very cool. Uh, one one day we'll have to revisit why we call you the wild card, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, all right, so I welcome you back to the show, buddy. Um, it's today... well-earned. It's well-earned, folks. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially during Hero Clicks. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so we're talking more Cobra Kai. Today is uh, Season 1, Episode 3. It is called Esqueleto. Uh, in my Spanish is terrible, so I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but I'm pretty sure I am. But I, I do. Since when I saw the name of the episode, I wanted to hear you say that word too, Joe. So or, or wild card. <laughs> so can you? Yeah. Let's hear you say the title of the episode. I'm not even gonna embarrass myself. No. <laughs> I'll ask Google. <laughs> yeah, um, no, which means what? Do you know what that means, though? It's school days or something like that. Oh, God. <laughs> school days. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, and this is this is kind of cool. Um, so no, no, it doesn't mean school days. <laughs> Esqueleto means skeleton. Oh yeah, yeah, very fitting, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, we're gonna get right into this, but we're changing up our format just a little bit here. Um, we're gonna be having some talking points, um, and then we're gonna re- kind of recap what we thought of the episode. But before we get into that, just first impressions of the episode. Um, I thought it was it was uh, pr- pretty cool, pretty cool yet again. Uh, maybe not the best one of the three. <laughs> it's only again, it's only three episodes, but um, not the best one of the three that we've seen so far because it's it you know, the first couple were all just hey we want to see Johnny what's he been up to and here's Daniel you know and then we're getting introduced to all this stuff. Um, so this one's not on that level, but it's still very good, still very good. Um, but I thought it was kind of cool. I you really begin to see Johnny become um, a teacher. Um, and you're, you're, cause you're kind of worried about how, how he's going to be teaching based off of his prior sensei. So we get to see the little, little beginnings of that. You see more of the relationship with Daniel and, uh, his daughter. Um, and then, you know, a cool, another meeting of Daniel and, and Johnny. So a good episode, just not the best of the three so far. What'd you think? Uh, initial reactions of, uh, episode three, Joe Wildgard. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is, uh, it's what you call a setup episode. Yeah. Uh, they throw a lot of stuff at you. Everything's just, there's a reason why later on, but it's, um, yeah, it's a setup episode, but again, it's still, a, it's still really damn good. And, um, it gives you, it gives you another interaction, uh, between Johnny and Daniel <laughs> and that's what the fans want to see. And that's what, what I want to see like every episode. Yeah. So, um, some very cool throwback scenes to our paying homage to the original movie again, our yep. original, yeah, the original movie. And, um, yeah, a lot of cool parts and, uh, you know, we can let's dive in. Yeah. A lot of little, little, a lot of little, little, like one liners, uh, to that, that gets thrown out throughout the episode, but I knew format may not be able to hit on all those like one liner things. But again, right. the writing on the show is fantabulous. <laughs> so yeah. um, if we miss one of the, you know, the, the funny one liners from Johnny um, or Miguel or Daniel or whatever, it's like, please, that's why, that's why you got to check these episodes out. We're not going to go verbatim over these things. Wake up and smell the coffee, Mr. LaRusso. What, you think you can rely on that crane crap? So my crane technique wild card is Johnny advertising for for cobra kai so um it's it's just he's reached a point where some bills are piling up yeah again the reality of starting up a karate business which in an 80s movie would just show them you know succeed and here's what here's what they're doing this is they take a real approach and so some bills are piling up for poor johnny and he's got to think about you know getting revenue if it's a business you all it bottom line is revenue you got to make money on this to not only sustain what you're doing but to sustain the logistics of your operation so i just love the way um the whole thing starts off where i think he, he's like talking to miguel and miguel's like what well, you thought about advertising and johnny's like yeah <laughs> he was like he didn't think about it at all um, right. and he goes right to his old school approach again that's what he almost symbolizes in this whole first three episodes of the season so far but you see him uh advertising with a with a sign and he gives the sign holder with cobra guy the sign looks awesome uh it's you know it's a traditional cobra kai logo and stuff but he gives the the sign holder 
or he he uh he gives the sign to a sign holder. The sign holder is that homeless girl. <laughs> yeah, it's from probably the mini because she works for cheap or whatever. And she goes, "Well, I just want meth." And she says, "Well, yeah, you'll get money. You can use it whatever you, with whatever you want." But so, I mean, probably not your best. I, I I would not go into any business seeing a sign held by that lady. <laughs> so right. that, that's his, and that's his go-to. That was his first, his first yeah. weapon. Times are tough. Times are tough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess there is the financial. He doesn't have money for advertising, but in today's day and age, we, and we know it cause we'll touch upon this too, but there's a much better way to do, to do it than that. But Hey, that's right. his first step. And his other go-to is, is his traditional black and white flyers on like, cream cream paper that he's just taping to you know posts and god bless him he's like handing it out to the the people um and you just you see his like uh his interactions with some of them too and they don't go so well you think he he sees an old guy and he gives it to him hey it's never too late to learn karate and he just crumbles it up and pitches it on the floor in front of him because that's what's going to happen no i don't if i'm handed a flyer or if i see a flyer on my car um, or anything, I'm not, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not looking at it. Maybe a second if it's on my car because I have to actually take it off. And if it has anything quickly in my my wheelhouse, like if it says Pokemon or <laughs> if it says comic books or toys, I'll look to see what it is. But if it's anything not on my little radar, it's it's garbage to me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then eventually it evolves into um, Miguel actually um creating a website uh you know so welcome to you know 2020 and stuff but he creates a website uh login page and social media stuff he's gonna start going in johnny's impressed with that and again cheap labor (laughs) you know but it, it also shows miguel's um uh his his buy-in to his sensei too, that he's willing to help him out with that stuff. And, and, and kids know these things, you know, and this is the way to spread it nowadays. So that was my, that was my crane technique. Um, it was Johnny, the way his advertising is going for Cobra Kai. Um, you got anything to add to that? Um, no, you know, that, that one scene when uh, Miguel showing him the web webpage that he made in homeroom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really like that scene. Uh, it shows, you know, Miguel's like, hey, he just did this in homeroom and, you know, he uh, so what what is that like 30 minutes or an hour or something yeah, like that? Right. That he just whipped that he just whipped up. So, you know, we know he's a smart kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, he shows it to Johnny and Johnny starts, you know, gives a half a smile like, hey, this is pretty <laughs> cool. And then uh, Miguel's uh, cell phone rings and it's the Guns N' Roses song. And Johnny's like, hey, was that just Guns N' Roses? He's like, oh, yeah. You know, I've been listening to this nonstop. <laughs> and uh, they show him again, and he's like, he really, he really, like, he's getting it. Yeah, he's know? buying in. Uh, Johnny, he bought into Johnny. Yeah. And uh, when that's when Johnny uh, tells him, he's like, uh, he's ready to kick, you know, because he wouldn't <laughs> let him kick. Uh, he, he wasn't ready for that in the beginning of the episode, and. He finally got. He's like, he's ready. So you know, they, they go learn. Uh, he teaches them how to kick. Like, like a reward is, to him, because yeah, he, he brought that yeah, up in the beginning. Right. He's like, when are we gonna learn to kick? <laughs> and I remember, um, right. or Danny, I remember him saying, when are we gonna learn to punch? You know, stuff like that too. Right. Um, but it's a little bit of a throwback there. But uh, but yeah, he's like, so he rewarded him by teaching him how to kick. Um, but yeah, good. good I mean, just the advertising is great. But yeah, I agree that it kind of shows how Miguel is definitely a smart kid. 
um, he's got uh, allegiance to Johnny at this point. I mean, it's only three episodes in, but he's so far he's like he's he's buying into what Johnny's selling. You know, it's not like Johnny what's Johnny selling is bad either at this point. Um, but it's kind of interesting to see. So, um, wild card, what's your crane technique? Um, the, one of the first things I noticed about this episode was the, I love how, uh, they're exploring, re, you know, reaction explore. They're introducing the, the relationship between Daniel and his wife. And they have such a, a very unique type of marriage. We'll say yeah. it's nothing bad. It's just very, it's very vocal. Uh, his wife's going to tell him exactly what she thinks, obviously what, what we know at this time. And not like she's being a, you know, like in Johnny says, not like she's being a bitch about it, <laughs> but you know, it's just regular communication. So, you know, she's that type of, uh, uh, of woman and, you know, we can see how Daniel and them, you know, kind of got along. Right. But, um, I love the, uh, the whole scene, you know, and I, I just really like her uh, as a character so far. And I think, you know, she's going to be she's going to be playing a big role uh, coming up here uh, later down the road. But um, the uh, the whole scene when yeah, Daniel's out the window because he's distracted. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's watching Sam with Kyler and he's kind of gotten that ever since the, <laughs> he started doubting him himself now. What uh, after what Johnny told him. Right. And um his wife basically is talking to him. And he's just like doing the classic. <laughs> he's paying attention. He's not paying attention. And uh, <laughs> then she says to- something totally off the wall. And he's like, wait a minute, what? And are like, yeah, listen to me over here. And like, I like how she grounds him. She's like, look, stop worrying about that bullshit. Right. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. And uh, so I like, I like her. I like her character. She's, you know, she's very direct and, uh, you, you can see how they uh, they came together. So I like that whole relationship they're starting to explore between Daniel and his wife uh, for the fans, given that. Yeah, know, no, watching, that's a good point. I, I wouldn't have even uh, talked about her <clears throat> in, this, in this episode at all, but I'm glad you did. I mean, yeah, it is a great dynamic and it's a great view of like a husband wife relationship. Um, she and like the term you use, it, she grounds him essentially, you know, because um, as fans, we're watching this and we just want to see Daniel and Johnny do what they do. Um, but it's nice to have an ensemble of characters that kind of uh, grounds him in some way, but also moves the character development in other ways that we haven't even thought of yet. You know, because otherwise Danny would have just kept, you know, uh, tunnel vision on his daughter and, and Kyler. But she kind of brings in like a reality to the to the to the story, too, that they're telling. Um, and it's good to see because, I mean, you know, it's it, they're working together to at this point right now as husband and wife. Um, they each have, you know, some maybe flaws and we're actually probably seeing more of Daniel's at this point than, than hers. Um, but that's cause we care more about Daniel and he's more of the focus, but she kind of helps illustrate those two and, and, uh, kind of keeps them in check. Uh, so right. yeah, I, I, I agree. Great, great dynamic that they're showing there. And, uh, it's a good, good relationship that they have together, um, so far. And, uh, let's hope that they, they, they continue that way down, uh, the series as well. I mean, she really doesn't have any flaws. I mean, right. for being honest here, I mean, she's got a couple. That's about it. Way, Daniel's way more. <laughs> <laughs> but we love Daniel. That's, you know, that's the right. whole thing. We'll give, we'll give him a pass in like a four to one ratio. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a little close. Drum technique. Understand? Oh, yeah. 
Drum technique. Yeah, let me try. Then we move on to our drum technique. All right. <laughs> so um, I did the last one. Go ahead and lead in with your uh, drum technique, Joe. Wildcard. Sorry. I'll, I'll get it right one day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have said anything. Just let it go. Um, all right. No, um, kind of touched on it the last one a little bit, but uh, another thing I focused on in this episode, I took away from this episode was the whole uh, Johnny Miguel uh, relationship. Yeah. And how they're really starting to show like Miguel is he's he's a student, you know, and he's totally buying in uh, to everything Johnny's saying. Um, and we show Johnny, you know, I mean, he's he's doing his best. He's really trying and he doesn't know anything about anything. And so he's learning on the job, too. And he's lucky that he has this good kid, uh, Miguel, that kind of helps him out and brings him up to date. But um, it's uh, <clears throat> it's 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 a very cool um moment in the episode where <laughs> uh Miguel is uh they're finished training for the day and Miguel's getting dressed in his um homemade Halloween costume that's that started <laughs> off as Deadpool, Deadpool and yep. <laughs> turned out to be Spider Man and it's whatever. And Johnny ends up calling him homeless man. He looked like homeless man. <laughs> or poor man. And, Was it uh, poor man? Poor man, that's right. That's right. Poor man. <laughs> and uh and he looked at it, it's really bad. But uh, he's like, no, you know what? Uh, if you're with Cobra Kai, we've got a reputation to uphold. <laughs> and you know exactly what he's thinking. And, you know, the next thing they show, Miguel come out in uh, some techno music and he's got the skeleton costume yep. on. <laughs> and it's it, it was a cool, it was a cool, like, uh, this is, again, they're paying homage to the original movie with the skeleton costume. But it's so badass. And it is badass still to this day. You know, Miguel Miguel pulled it off really well, and uh, but yeah, I, I love the whole I love the whole uh, bonding or you know showing that you know this is uh, Miguel is that student for Johnny and Johnny's taking some pride in this kid because he's he passed the kicking test too, um, and I love the uh, the whole little the quick little montage uh, they had when Miguel's practicing uh, kicking the the board. Yeah. Uh, and you know the whole episode he's 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 kicking he's kicking it and they show him uh underwater you know kicking for two minutes three minutes so he's getting stronger and stronger and then finally he busts all three boards and it says the <laughs> the, the kneecap stomach and face yep and it's he sounds so cool too like johnny uh, they did a quick thing where johnny kind of taught him how to how to scream mm-hmm. and Miguel quickly mimicked him ever since then <laughs> and uh but it sounds really cool it's a very cool episode and the look on Miguel's face, like amazement after what he just yeah. accomplished. And like giving this kid some confidence, you're building his, right. you know, you're building this kid up so much. And, uh, it's very cool. Very cool. That I, uh, that I like about this episode. Oh, very cool. And actually that leads right into my drum technique. So you're talking about it already. So I'm just going to go into mine as well too. Um, but my, my drum technique was Miguel learns to kick and, um, very, very cool scene. Um, we talked about it before as it being his reward, um, when Johnny was impressed to see his his allegiance to him, and um, what a heck of a a test too, because they he takes him to the school swimming pool. You know what was it at midnight even, or is it just late at night? Yeah, at it's mid- been on midnight. <laughs> midnight. So, I mean, good God, man! <laughs> but he, he comes up and and he ties his hands up, and then literally just kind of pushes him into the pool, and 
Um, <laughs> McGill's or uh, Johnny's that saying, okay, just kick. You know, you got all the strength, and we do. We got all the strength we need to survive or to swim right in our legs. And <laughs> he didn't. He didn't respond right away. So, like <laughs> you can see, Johnny got a little nervous, and he he picks him up with by the hair. And uh, Miguel's like panicking. He says, "I'm drowning. I'm gonna drown." And you know, Johnny reassures him. Again, you start seeing the coaching in Johnny coming out a little bit. I mean, it's it's unorthodox yep. on some levels, but hey, Miyagi was unorthodox too with having you know doing paint the fence and all that stuff. We don't know what the heck he was doing. Um, so uh, just another way of of teaching this. And he dunks him back in, and uh, he pulls him back out again, saves him again, and reassures him, hey, you got, you can do this, you know, you can do whatever you know. And again, just a little different because he's like yelling at him, you know. But hey, I mean, I know both of us have had coaches yell in our faces, um, which is I guarantee not something today's kids are used to. But we went through that, and that's it's that was kind of a cool throwback to see too, because uh, I think some kids could probably use that um, in their coaching, especially in in athletics. Um, not to the point where it's degrading and there's a fine line there too. And don't, don't get me wrong, but I think how Johnny was coaching, we'll say, um, Miguel in this during the kicking exercise, um, albeit extreme, but this is entertainment for crying out loud. Um, I agree, you know, with that, with that approach. I mean, it, it, it's motivating, you know? Um, and obviously you got to motivate to people's different, their strengths or how their, their attributes, everyone's different. Um, so you can't always do the shotgun approach kind of thing to it, but it worked in this scene very well. Um, but again, you start to see Johnny as a, as a true sensei in this, in this part. And then sure enough, uh, the third time he's dunked, um, Miguel gets it and he's, he's swimming, uh, or he's kicking enough to keep him above water. And like you said, you show the different intervals, like two minutes, you know, three minutes and then 10 minutes or whatever. I was like, Holy cow. <laughs> and again, that's right. just a, a barometer showing of, um, Miguel's confidence level. Cause they mirror that yeah. with the kicking scene, like you were saying too. And I agree. It was so cool. And to me, I mean, I always try to relate it to the original movies. And so that was almost a throwback to when Terry silver taught Daniel how to you oh, know, break the boards. Exactly. too. Yeah. That's exactly what it was, you know, paying an homage to, you know, that's, that's a Cobra Kai technique. Yep. You know, you can't, you're not Cobra Kai until you bust some boards. <laughs> um, but great scene. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. really, really enjoyed it. Um, and you, again, you see they're becoming, they're become a true, becoming a true sensei and, uh, and student. So great, great scene there. Come, time learned special Miyagi family kata. Now you ready. Like all bonsai found in tree, all karate found in this kata. Come, together we do kata. I caught a technique that I want to bring up is um, Miguel takes a stand. And it's at the end of the episode um, where we see Miguel um, recommending the website for advertising. Again, we said that it shows that he's smart. Um, he learns his kicking. You know, he's bonding with his sensei. Uh, he's, his confidence is growing. And we see that because he makes a stand against Kyler because they're at the, the Halloween dance, right? And he's in his skeleton outfit. And he's with his crew, uh, with Eli and Dimitri. I think it's, yep. yeah, it's Dimitri's name. Um, and they're in the bathroom or whatever. And Kyler and his ugly, ugly uh, <laughs> crew comes into the bathroom too. <laughs> and um, there's a whole setup to this scene too. But it's basically, I just want to talk about uh, Miguel taking a stand because his two friends, Dimitri and Eli, Eli they, they take off running, which is what probably Miguel 
would have done prior to, you know, prior to his experiences up to this point, um, avoid the conflict to some degree. Um, and all the anger, all the frustration that um, Miguel is is feeling because he pretty much just finds out that Kyler was trying to bait Samantha, um, not in a good way. And again, that's who Miguel has feelings for. Uh, so he decides to take this moment, um, reflect briefly, and you see the quick flashback of him kicking the boards in and everything. And I was <laughs> like, and I'm cheering for him, right? <laughs> as as yeah, the audience, right. we're like, okay, dude, go get him. You know, we, 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 and that's so bad. I was like, we want to see them fight. But again, this is entertainment for crying out loud. So right. I'm like, go get him, Miguel. <laughs> kick this, kick this bully, right? I mean, I never like, I don't like any bullies at all. So then Kyler is nothing but that and his crew um, as well. So uh, true to Cobra Kai fashion, Miguel strikes first. And just levels Kyler with a strong kick to like, I don't know what the chest or abdomen or something, but just floors Kyler and a bit of a shock moment with Miguel. You know, I think he's like, oh, my God, look what I did. You know, and he's like, it's it's possible. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. uh, we mentioned this earlier with Hero Clicks. Um, the numbers game. <laughs> yeah. There's just too many of them. And it's not like it was a, he didn't have a, a gang with them. It's just two other friends. But three against one, high school years, yeah, you're going to get taken down if it's three against one. Um, he's not there yet. He's not there yet. So very unfortunate scene that kind of took a um, a sad turn immediately where it was all ex- you know excitement, adrenaline pumping, success. And I was like, oh, yeah, go get him. Just crushed right away because his other his uh kyler's friends um you know gang up on him and it yeah it, it hurt uh but we we see miguel really just just beaten up and um it, what's terrible is that you know he's beaten up in a bathroom so you know it's not it's not clean i know that's not the most thing that's probably in everyone's mind when you get beat up but i mean it just adds to the the downer effect you know um but they beat him up bad um and then they just leave him you know, uh, they just leave him in the bathroom. He's done. Or was it a bathroom or locker room? I can't even remember now. Uh, well, it's, it's like a it's, lo- it's a locker room. It's a locker room. Okay. Bathroom. But um, they they beat him up, and um, John, you see Johnny because Johnny's still advertising with flyers and putting putting him on the lockers. But he sees these kids run out, and he recognizes them, and he coyly goes into the the room, and you just see Johnny walk up. He notices it's he knows it's Miguel. Um, and they kind of cut the scene right there, you know, they're showing him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Johnny was feeling other than like, like, I don't think he reached the point. He's like, well, what did, what did I do? I think he was more like, oh man, my, <laughs> this is my, my student, you know, and what happened? He, I, I, he wants to know what happens and stuff, but they cut the scene right there. But it was, it was a real down note, you know, um, yeah. from everything that we were just talking about. And, uh, we don't, don't want to see that happen to Miguel, but it happens. And that's what can happen in real life too. Um, not everything works out the way we intend and that's just life. Um, just to, yeah, it's just, you know, Miguel, uh, Miguel gets beat up, unfortunately. And let me tell you, he gets beat up folks. He gets yeah. beat down. Um, I can't, even, what, what's that, what's that thing he was hitting him with? What sport is that? Uh, I don't, I don't want to say racquetball. What's the joust? It, where it's where it's kind of like hockey, but with like a stick that you run around and throw. Yeah, ah, whatever it is. <laughs> Anyways, they uh, this kid takes one of those sticks and like 
jams it in Miguel's ribs like over and over while the other two kids hold him up by his arms. I mean, it was yeah. a brutal beatdown. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, this kid just got his ass kicked. I'm like, really bad. And I think that's, you know, that's why Johnny kind of just felt bad. He's just like, you know, I didn't have him ready in time. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe he wasn't ready or, you know, it's kind of a combination of probably more putting the blame on himself too. Right. Uh, more so. But, um, yeah, it sucks. That was, uh, but yeah, it just added another level to Tyler. You know, you're only as good as the villain. And sometimes Very you, know, you got to have a good, you got to have a good villain and they're doing a good job. Yeah. Not like he's a, he's a really hardcore villain, but he's a really, uh, again, something I'll, I'll bring up later. Like he's a real douche. He's a real <laughs> douchebag. And, uh, you know, so that's, uh, yeah. Just, I mean, just for, like I said, he was, uh, <clears throat> he, he, we had that, they had that moment. We didn't really talk about it, but they had that moment where he was, giving Sam his bracelet from uh, his grandma. And, you know, and then we find out that later it, you know, that was something that he it was a gimmick um, that it worked on this other girl. Um, and it, he tried it on Sam's as well. Might as well try it again. I was like, Oh, what a, what a jerk, you know? <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, good villain. Um, but yeah, just, just a tough way to end that, that episode. But again, we're here to be entertained. So <laughs> Before we wrap up, what's your kata technique? Um, again, this is I think what ev- I would love to see every episode, but they do do it a good job and give it to us every once in a while. Is the whole interaction between Daniel and Johnny in the back? Yeah. Um, they show, <laughs> and so Daniel volunteers to be the dance uh, <laughs> uh, chaperone. Yep. And you know he clearly he. He did it on purpose because he didn't like he doesn't like Tyler. Right. He wants doesn't to find trust out more. him right now. Yeah. And of course her daughter dis his daughter disapproves. <laughs> and uh Daniel Dan had a funny comment when he's like uh his wife told him he's like, Daniel, would you really want your parents to chaperone, you know, when you were her age? And <laughs> Daniel's like, My mom drove me on dates. <laughs> right. And his wife being his wife, yeah, he was like, Yeah. How'd that work out? Right, <laughs> you know, right, like, oh. right. So you know, again, it's, it works on that interaction between him and his wife too. But, yeah, totally. Um, the uh, but yeah, he uh, then he sees Miguel walk by because the teacher was talking about Allie. He's like, I'm surprised you guys didn't work out. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, things change, and you know, as he, as he says that, Miguel walks by and great uh, moment he's in there. his Cobra Kai. Yeah. You know, he's in the cross. You know, the skeleton. And uh, he points to Miguel, and just as he points to the flyer, he just uh, Johnny just hung up, and uh, Daniel's <laughs> like, "Oh shit!" He goes back and he checks it out, and sure enough, he sees Johnny in the in the hallway hanging him up, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And you know, the, the, their whole interaction was awesome. Yeah, I mean, and, you're just uh, waiting, right? You were just waiting for for them yeah. to go at it or something. <laughs> and but again, it's like they're 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 showing that they're being really adult about this because yeah. Know, but I like when uh, Daniel sees Johnny in the back, you know, they go up to each other and they have their whole little interaction and, you know, they're adult about it. You know, clearly, you know, they get, they get in some jabs and, and Daniel's like, look, I don't want to get into this, you know, just kind of looking uh, for my, uh, and he ends up seeing her daughter, uh, his daughter run away with Kyler. Right. And uh, so that ends the whole interaction. And he's like, <laughs> Daniel just telling me, you got to get out of here. And uh, I'm serious. He's like, I'm serious. <laughs> Johnny's just like I know you're serious and he like starts <laughs> laughing <laughs> his little lets a little chuckle out yep. like he, he's like dude you, I'm so not afraid of you 
<laughs> but uh, no, I love that whole interaction. Again, it gives us that, uh, what, maybe two minutes uh, of them together again. But yep. it's it's what we're waiting for because, right. you know, it's it's building up. It's building up. <laughs> yeah, great, great moment. Again, like you said, it's just it's just teasing what can hopefully what we're wanting to see happen in the future. I mean, we want to see them go at it again. And I don't even know why I want to see that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I love the dynamic they're taking. You know, they're, like you said, they're being adults about it now, but there's just so, there's just some animosity that's still there, you know? And yeah. um, you, we want to see it come to fruition at some point. I don't know. And maybe we never will. I don't, I don't know. So we're only in episode three, but when we see them on screen together, Oh, they, they have everyone's attention for sure. Um, okay, so let's do uh, final thoughts on episode three of season one of Cobra Kai, Esqueleto, which means what, Joe? Wildcard? <laughs> Skeleton. Skeleton. I remember. Yes. <laughs> um, so, again, great episode. Um, like you said, it was kind of like a lot of setup. Um, I just want to check in my notes here to see if there's anything else I want to do. I love the little, we, we touched upon it, but I love the whole Deadpool uh, costume, but it's too expensive. And you just, yeah. we know about this because how, how often did our mom uh, make our costumes? You know, instead of buying store-bought stuff, or I remember getting makeup applied. I remember being Skeletor and uh, mom made me a purple hood, um, oh, painted my God. face with a skeleton. <laughs> and I, I felt like I was Skeletor, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I, I mean, I lived it. I, I, I had fun with that costume, but it was all handmade by mom. And to see uh Miguel and I, I I and I didn't think anything of it. I, I I just knew I was Skeletor, right? So when you see Miguel um want to be Deadpool and his uh, his abuelita, right? And his mom says, "Well, we'll make the costume." And and even though her, his uh his grandma doesn't really want, you know, want to, she makes a little, you know, comment uh, in there too. She's a snarky one that <laughs> that that one is. Yeah. But um they they end up making the costume and he's putting on like you said in front of Johnny it's <laughs> just like it's like it's like bed sheets you know it's like it started as deadpool kind of became spider-man <laughs> and now it's just you know whatever it ended up being it was just a sheet you know you had like a circle head with two circle cutouts for eyes you know and like a cape it's like but, an apron yeah. <laughs> yeah i think it was an apron like one of those old school aprons like mom had right right like a, but, like a vest kind of apron and miguel was fine with it you know, I mean, that, yeah. and again, it just shows the character and maybe the closeness of that family too, much like our own Joe. Um, yeah. That's just you know, it is what it is, and we'll go with it. <laughs> you know, um, mm. but I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing that sequence with the with the costume. Um, I think for the most part, we were we were uh, reminded of Allie for the first time. Um, I don't think she was mentioned in episode one or two, other than flashback scenes, maybe. But very very clearly. Um, addressed with Daniel in the in the Halloween dance um, and then even Johnny sees a picture of her in the school before he goes to check in on uh, Miguel after he got beat up there with it 
But um, so yeah, Ellie's Ellie's mentioned here too, and we're you know hoping that she comes back at some point too. Um, oh, so the last last thing I want to do or or talk or briefly say before I let you say your final thoughts, uh, wild card is, um, I touched upon you know we start seeing Johnny Lawrence becoming a, a, a sensei, his own sensei, and there was one line that he says to Daniel, um, that really like started. Uh, to make me think about how he's going to become a sensei and see how he how he does on his own, uh, but um, Daniel asked him, "Was like you know, you know, promoting Cobra Kai is like that didn't work before. What makes you think it's going to work now?" And Lawrence, very very good response, and he says, "He's not John Kreese, right? Yeah. So John Kreese was the poison of Cobra Kai, which is why things turn out the way they did, and Lawrence to recognize that." again just starts showing the evolution of that character too and gives us hopes that okay hey this is it's not just a good guy bad guy anymore we're seeing character development you know we're seeing him um evolve as a person which god help us that's what we all try to do you know we try to become who we want to be and and if we fail you know hopefully we learn from those failures and and evolve and adapt um, but I thought that was a great line. It's like, yeah, I'm not John Kreese, and that's why it's going to be different. That's why Cobra Kai is going to work, because it's me. You know, it's not 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 what it was. So um, that was the last point I wanted uh, to mention out there, too. I thought that, that kind of hit home. Um, it might play into the coaching thing that you're going to say, too, going forward. But um, good episode. Um, I can't wait for the episode four, and we'll see what that brings. But uh, your final thoughts on episode three of Escuel- Escuelto. <laughs> Escueleto, whatever it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, a couple things just to touch on yours about the uh, the homemade costume. Yeah. Um, I remember my so my personal favorite when I was trick or treating when we were younger was when I went as uh, the Joker. So it had yep. been eighty nine yep. when it came out. I mean, it was that year or whatever. Right. It definitely was. And uh, I remember I got the purple jacket. Yeah, I remember that. I thought I picked out. I thought I picked out a pretty good Joker costume. Yeah. And uh, and I got the Matt. I think Matt got me this purple hat. And <laughs> Matt was gonna do uh, my my makeup. Matt's our brother. If you don't know him, folks, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but uh, so yeah, he painted the face at me and uh, our you know, my Joker face, and I, it was awesome. Yeah. And I'm, I, I just remember. remember I'm like, I thought I was Jack Nicholson. Like, I I thought I, mean, I clearly didn't, but I thought. I was. <laughs> But uh, but it was pretty cool. Matt did a good job, you know, with the makeup. Right. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, that was one of my. And I think I got. I have to find that picture. Gonna have to find that picture and uh, and put that up on, uh, on one of these podcasts here. So that would be cool. I'll post it. Yeah. Um, that one of my so, Skeletor. See if we can find my stupid Skeletor costume too. Yeah, I tell you, we'll uh, we'll find those pictures for you. We'll post them on the, <laughs> on the comments. Yeah. But I mean, that that was the point, right? It's like uh, we look back at them now, and they're you know clearly clearly homemade and you see costumes nowadays and they're all i don't want to say all but a good majority of them are like store-bought and, and it, nothing wrong with that i mean i mean you know it, they, they look cool um but this was back back when you know and and, and mm. we didn't see anything wrong with it is my point we we lived the character maybe it's because we had imaginations um maybe it's because we were appreciative more so <laughs> than yeah. maybe some of today's kids too but um we made it our own and we had, we, it was fun, you know, and that's, that's what we, what we had with it. Um, a lot of things, oh God, this could get preachy, but I mean, a lot of things are taken for granted, right. you know, by today's, 
um, kids uh, sometimes, if if not parented right, you know, and and who's to say who's right and wrong is? I, this is just my opinion, of course, but but yeah, I mean, those costumes were I, when we were when we had them on, we lived those characters. You were the Joker, and I was Skeletor, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So your final thought or anything or what else did you want to add on? Um, well, I guess we'll just uh, start with my final thought here or a couple of the first two. But sure. Um, yeah, this episode gives us uh, just another level of how of how much a scumbag Tyler is. Uh, Tyler. Again, we brought him up a little bit. Uh, yeah. Or Kyler. Kyler. Yeah. <laughs> um, wrote down Tyler. <laughs> Put down uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah it just shows the new level that you know he's like this guy is a, he's a total total scumbag he's a total douchebag yeah um and i don't know what the what the ultimate end for this is maybe this is the first throwaway character that we see down the road or they keep him around um and he could redeem himself who knows one day right but as of now he's uh He's asshole number one on the list, folks. (laughs) Um, And we don't feel bad. That's when Miguel, you know, gives him the 300 kick. No. (laughs) uh, To the chest. You know, this is, uh, we're we're cheering because we finally beat that dude down. (laughs) And then he takes it to homicidal and starts hitting him with a lacrosse stick. I think that's what it is, lacrosse. There There you go. go. Good job. But literally, folks, beats him to death with the damn cross stick. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh. But the the next thing would be just the whole. Uh. I like this episode because it shows the an insider, an inside look between uh, the marriage of Daniel and his wife, and I can't remember her name, folks. Um. Horrible with names, but um, we'll figure it out. I'll try to look it up. What? Yeah. But it. Uh, Again, it's the whole relationship. Um, like I said, I, I really like the the back and forth that they have. She's a very strong, independent uh, woman, and you can tell that you know um, Daniel had to work his ass off to get this kind of woman in his life because she's got her shit together, folks. Like I said, she doesn't have too many flaws. If I guess if you call like being brutally honest, which she really is, yeah, a, a flaw, you know, whatever. But Amanda, um, Amanda, okay, yeah, Amanda. But um, it's a it's a great episode, uh, inside look on their marriage and how you know hey, they they got issues like everybody else, but you know right. this is what they're, um, this is what's kind of going on right now in Daniel's life, and we see like he's totally lost his focus, and um, he's all wrapped up in and boyfriend and then Johnny, you know he's all he's all and his wife knows. Uh, just again touch on coaches like uh, one of the themes in this episode is is the whole master. And student or sensei student thing right um i was i was lucky enough to to have a lot of good coaches that stick out in my mind uh, and there's some bad ones obviously and this does cross over to my military career because uh, they might as well have been coaches or ncos but um right the uh you know for for me i think my first my very first uh great coach you know that really helped me in my life was um you know uh, Matt's best friend, Rich, uh, Rich Strainfeld. He was my basketball coach. And, uh, I just remember everybody loved playing basketball for Richie. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, he, he, he made it fun, energetic. And, you know, obviously he related to us. Right. He, he, he wasn't that much older. Maybe, I was going like, to say he was young. Yeah. That connect, that played a big part of it, I think too. 
Yeah, maybe what? I don't even know how old. Six, seven years? I don't even know how old Matt is. I don't even know. <laughs> but uh, whatever they are. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, that was that was one of my first great coaches. Then um, in high school, you know, freshman football, we had uh, – uh, what's his – Zalecki was his uh, – what's his first name? Joe. Joe? Joe Zalecki. Yeah. Joe Zalecki, of course. Again, Joe. Um, <laughs> but uh, he put me on defense and uh, – put me at linebacker because I was some, for some reason I was playing nose tackle Oof. and maybe I was, just, maybe I was just quicker getting in, getting at the, you know, in between the lines. That's why they, yeah, stuck yeah, maybe. But, um, but we switched the deep move to a four, four when uh, Zalecki came in and uh, we had this one kid, Chris uh, just transferred and he's a big kid. I'm like, this is a nose tackle. So like, yeah, that's our <laughs> nose tackle. And then they put me at, he put me at outside linebacker and I, we had so much fun playing we, we had a good we had a pretty good defense uh you know and we won our those were our high school glory days my high school glory is we won freshman uh refreshment uh, championship or whatever you were the team uh, yeah all I, eyes I on you i remember you guys, that one of the most distinct things is i remember your class coming out when we were playing marquette yep, yep. and this was marquette we beating, yeah we were beating that ass too yeah and then, folks, I tell you what, we got a lot in common with the Atlanta Falcons right now. If, if for those of you that follow football, because we blew a lead, we uh, we were up fourteen to nothing going into halftime, and we were about to score, but we threw an interception because uh, most games we were up twenty-one, twenty-eight to nothing by halftime. I mean, we were beating people up, and this game we blew it, so we were only up fourteen nothing, and. What do you? I think Marquette shut us out in the second half. They won twenty-one to fourteen. Ah. And what made it worse is they ran uh, right over me, literally the fucking Mulkling kid. Mul- um, oh yeah. We were. It was like you know first and two, and you know if I was a smart school, I'd run everybody my way because I'm, I'm this little piece of shit back then. <laughs> and yeah, I mean they just knocked. I remember they went right over me, and I'm like I just felt shitty, and. uh and one of our guys, like he, is this this guy was he played crazy as hell. His name is Donovan. Yeah, uh-huh, and I uh, played crazy as hell in, you know, for football. And he's like, I'm not going down. They kicked it to him, and they he he they didn't tackle him. They forced him out of bounds because he right. wasn't going down. But uh, you know they cut him off. But yeah, that was the only game we lost. And then you know uh, I think, but they lost a couple. They lost t- twice. Uh, again so you know that gave us the the championship or whatever but um <laughs> yeah fun times there and then you know of course my military career just too many names uh to mention that i'm sure know, helped me really shape my life and just were good good people and you know and well in, in case in case i know because i know you have an audience out there too that especially <clears> when you <throat> share these these uh podcasts i'm sure some of them are still friends on your facebook page or whatever, but just I mean, I'm telling I'm telling them right now. There's no disrespect in case he forgets anyone. But real quick, just go ahead and rifle off some uh, some names that just come to mind. Quick uh, wild card. Give them their due. Um, sure. So uh, first one would be uh, Sergeant E. Sergeant uh, Marcus Ensminger. He uh, he was one of my one of my latter NCOs. He uh, he was a great NCO for me. Um, he helped me. He dealt with me when I was at the, when I was an arrogant piece of shit. Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I thought I knew everything, and I probably did. I'm not gonna lie, folks. My 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 uniform did have a lot of ribbons on it, <laughs> and uh, and again, he pointed that out one time too. That's why I love this dude. He's like, because uh, he had put me a temp, you know, uh, in charge for a little bit over like some E5 and E6, and uh, they asked him like, well, why does he get to do that? And he basically told them, uh, well, come Christmas Day, stand next to uh, Madrano in your class A's and you'll see why because I had so much stuff on there right. and they, they were like in the army like five or six years um, probably more actually and uh, they didn't have anything because they were just like homers they just didn't they just played army they didn't do anything yeah and um, but no that was he was a great leader in my life and he was a really really cool guy um, so Sartney thank you for everything you did um uh, Sergeant Shaw, uh, they used to call him Sergeant Shortcut because he had always wanted to get it done and done and fast, but well, you know, as quick as possible. <laughs> uh, he was my NCO uh, out in Korea, and that was one of the best years of my life out there. <laughs> but uh, Sergeant Shaw, you were the man. You taught me a lot too. So he, and again, he was he was uh, into a lot of uh, we'll say I don't want to say nerdy shit, but fuck it, we'll say nerdy shit. <laughs> but uh, he likes to go to the movies too, folks. So if you call that nerdy, whatever. But uh, another great leader. Um, and then I had my, uh, one of my first sergeants, uh, my first duty stations, first Sergeant Riley. He's actually in a very quick scene of we were soldiers. Um, yeah. And I think I pointed out to you once or uh, a couple times or whatever. But um, he always told me he was he would always get us uh, running when, you know, we'd be running for these five to eight miles in the morning. Jeez. And he'd take over towards the end and. He could call a cadence. Like I love the way he called cadence. He would motivate you. You would have adrenaline while he's, I mean, he pumps you up. So you didn't care about running because he motivated <laughs> you that much. He just had it in him. Like he, I love when he called cadence. Very cool. But uh, when I was leaving, uh, heading to Korea from uh, Fort Bliss and, and El Paso, he had told me, he's like, look, you know, there's, um, there's going to, you're going to run into a lot of leaders in your military career, some good, some bad. Um, but the most important thing is you can learn, uh, from every one of them. Um, you'll probably have more bad ones, <laughs> unfortunately, but, uh, he's like, no matter what, you're going to learn from every one of those and you don't know what not to do, especially <laughs> right, <laughs> in right. a lot of cases. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of attitude. And again, again touches on this episode too, where, um it's kind of making your who your girl it's never too late to change uh even though it's been how many you know 30 plus years for johnny right um i don't i don't think it's ever never too late to change you can always make yourself better um you can always try to make yourself uh you shouldn't i, I always said the um complacency is the worst attribute anyone could ever have yeah, uh, yeah never be complacent i hate that's the that's the worst that anything anyone could be right now is you know always try to get better and you know learn doesn't matter what the situation is make the most of it and you know another lazy saying it is what it is to me that's a laziest lazy ass saying i always say it's it is what you make it you know so it really me, is it's a better of what what, what it should be so yeah. don't bitch, don't bitch about be about it, <laughs> you know. So, but um, but you know that was my last uh, again. So this show really gets me thinking too, um, <laughs> not just about the show, but uh, but that's the that's the great thing about this writing. Uh, the writers of this uh, of this series they they make you think about a lot of stuff that's you know that 
it brings you back in the time and the whole conflict between you know the yesteryear and, and now i guess our era and now and uh the struggle through you know communication between those those two generations um which is where we're at now you know so um it's a very cool thing very cool thing so one of the other things I liked about it is is the tough love that Johnny's given Miguel, right? Yeah. And uh, it brought it reminded me of again some of the good leaders that I've had in my military career, and it's probably one of the funnier ones. So our when I was in basic training, I went to Fort Knox, Kentucky, Oof. and um, it's uh, it was one of the at the time. I might I don't know if it's a lot again a lot has changed now, right? Uh, but I, for sure military, at the time, it was all male at the on. On uh, at Fort Knox, there was yeah. no co uh, co ed basic training, so it was a little bit more hardcore. Um, the hills they had there, some fun, some great hills. They had uh, one of the hills was called Motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Another another hill was called Oh Shit, and uh, <laughs> I think the the big one was just like Oh Shit, here comes Motherfucker or something like that. <laughs> and uh, it was oh they had crazy hills right, but. Um, the our drill sergeant, my drill sergeant Rodriguez, he was a mechanized infantry. Uh, so he was a hardcore Latino dude. He uh, was me- what? You know, he Did you say a, mechanized infantry? Mechanized so tanks. Holy That's cow! All right, was. all right, wow. So, so this this dude's fucking badass and uh, very tough looking. I mean, he's just but he's uh, he was Puerto Rican, just walking. He could tell he was tough, you know. <laughs> and um, he backed it up, and but he would uh, he was our a company's immediate drill sergeant. So we reported to him and, and another guy. So they split duty. Um, you know, they stay there one week and the other one stay there a week or whatever. Um, but he'd always, uh, when it was good night, he would always tell us, um, turn the lights off. And he'd always tell us, uh, good night, my little cocksuckers. Oh my God. <laughs> I will see you in the morning. <laughs> and, uh, we'd all, and we'd have to tell him, uh, good night. Uh, your little cocksucker says goodnight or something like that. Oh God! And uh, and I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so again, this was he he'd call us this all the time, you know, every morning. Good night, my little cocksuckers. Good morning, my little cocksuckers. And uh, and finally at graduation, uh, maybe this is all brainwashed they had us, folks. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I, I I actually felt an accomplishment here. But um, they, uh, so it was after graduation, he pulled us all together, pulled the, uh, the whole uh, platoon together, and he's telling us, um, he's like, look, today, you know, is the first day in a, in, a, in a long next journey of your military career. So you're no longer my little cocksucker. <laughs> and he's like, you are United States soldiers. Awesome. From, and, I don't know why I felt so proud when he said that. Oh God, that, yeah. You know, but it uh, it did. It kind of like yeah, I felt t- like my God. ego, my chest bulged out a little bit, and um, that's huge, man. Again, it, it's it's tough love, but you know, I think that's what again the whole point of this series. I think is, yeah, we need some tough love right now. You know, it's not abuse, folks. So stop treating right. it like it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, we if you can recognize it, yes, of course it is. But you know, look, just saying stupid shit like this. Nothing wrong with that. Right. I mean, it, it's, 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 again, I, I talked about a little bit before too, is like with the shotgun approach, you can't just do the same thing for everyone. You know, sometimes it warrants it, right? And it works. 
Um, sometimes it doesn't. And you, like you said, you just have to be able to, a good leader recognizes it. Am I right? right. Um, and they, yeah. you know, a leader is who adapts to the people that they're talking to. It's not the other way around, you know? Um, and you'll see what works and what doesn't work, which is why you said you have some good leaders and you have bad leaders, but either way you learn from every one of them, at least you should. <laughs> um, and right. some people yeah. don't even do that too. And they, they miss, they miss, they miss out, you know? Um, but yeah, so it, that, that's a very proud moment, you know, from that demeaning, uh, I can't say it, but, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that demeaning term, um, said time and time again and then you had to by replying back to him you're admitting that that's what you are right um yeah. and then when you when you reach that point where you've ascended we'll say because i love dragon ball um and you've ascended to that to that level yeah you should feel darn proud of what you've accomplished and it should be a, a thump your chest kind of moment you know i think anyone would feel that if they put the work in you know it's not just handed to you um and for those that do get it handed to them, well, you see what they do with it and you see what kind of people they end up being. Um, but when it's when you can truly call something your own, that's what it's all about. And that's when you become your most proudest and you can you, you can take tremendous pride and even happiness that you did it. You did it yourself. This is something you created. This is something you developed. This is something you worked for. It's yours. But then once you get it, you should be looking on to the next thing, <laughs> you know, the next goal. Right. What, what, or like you said, don't become complacent. What can I do? Okay. I reached this point. Now, what do I do to make it even better? You know, right. um, always add stuff to your game. Yeah. 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 You know, so, um, and it, it is, it is what it is. I, I mean, I, that's, you're right. It, it's what you make of it is more is, is what you should be saying. Um, because that's what it's all about. You can be complacent with it or, and if that's good enough, Hey, you know what? We're all different out there. And maybe that's as far as yeah. some people can go um, with what they have or what with the people that they associate with. That could be as far as they can develop. Um, but for those that want it, it's there. Go out and get it. Go out and take it, you know. So great talk. Absolutely. Wild card. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was my, one of my final, final thoughts. So, um. <laughs> No, for the late, late show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, We'll we'll join we'll join us next time for uh, episode four of Cobra Kai, but uh, until then we'll see you later. All right. Sounds good. Talk all to right, you later. Thanks for coming. In. All right. Bye, man. we have time for one email we've gotten one email since our last recording and this email comes from uh hollywood uh one of the uh, entrants in the uh ninja beating for all episode so let's uh get into it hollywood writes just heard you read my email what a dumb email <laughs> this is obviously on the other episode um i'll try and make them better from now on hey man hey hollywood there's no pressure um but i'm gonna read it and maybe you're writing this new one because, hey, I heard the other one. You said it was dumb, and I can't let people think I'm writing like this. Hey, whatever the reason is, I'll read them. So just because he thinks it was dumb, other people could be thinking it was fantastic. You know, so, you know, hey, whoever it is out there, you want to send me an email? This is proof I'm reading them. I will read, and if they critique the heck out of me or they rip me a new one, I will read that one too. It's all fair game. 
Um, all right, let's get on to his email. This is the hard part for me reading emails. I say I'm reading them, but it's really just me, you know, reading segments and then doing something else and talking about other things. Anyway, okay, let's get back to him. Hollywood. Okay, he goes on to say, um, I think I'd like to take some more involvement in these podcasts. Well, do you? Do you think that now? Um, he says, now that I know how to listen to them. <laughs> I added the laugh. Oh, no. He okay. Okay, this is Hollywood for a reason. Okay, let's start over. He says, I think I'd like to take some more involvement in these podcasts. Now that I know how to listen to them. And he says, insert laugh like Robert De Niro in the theater in Cape Fear. All right, so let's try it. <laughs> Anyone see Cape Fear? Let me know how you think of that personation of Robert De Niro. I pro- He does it better, I think. Him and... Uh, uh, the wild card have a good <laughs> a good laugh like that. Hollywood has a good one, though, too. Anyway, so that, that's that part of it. Okay, moving on. Uh, same email. <laughs> uh, you'll have to let me know what I need to do. Well, Hollywood, um, all you have to do to be a part of the podcast is, one, show interest that you want to be on it. Part, that part is done. You've shown interest. The second part, you will receive an email, probably from Charlie Huckle, um, in response to your email saying, hey, when can you get on? What do you want to talk about? Here's the dates we can do it. And then guess what? He books you, and you're on. And you will be heard across the nation on the wonderful show, The Icebox. And we'd love to have you. Complete and sincerely, we would love to have you on the show. Um, That's what you need to do, Hollywood. Uh, I'd also love to come and talk about something that we, the three of us, uh, me, Jim, and Joe uh, have done as kids. Maybe to throw some ideas at the new generation on what it was like to live in an age where we aren't stuck to our phones. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah I follow him on uh, another social media page, and he made reference to a show, I think on Netflix, uh, called The Social Dilemma. And he said, you got to watch it. He's saying this to everyone. He's got to watch it. Uh, Eye-opening and... And you watch it, and you'll never, you know, treat social media again, and or the same way again. And I was like, okay, I treat it. I hit ignore on his post, and I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I saw that, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a watch. And I did watch it, so maybe uh, we can talk about the social dilemma uh, if you'd like Hollywood. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people are stuck to their phones, uh, guilty as charged as well. Uh, it's just, it's just part of uh, society now. Um, but after watching that, and I've even even before I made uh, some choices uh, to get a, to break away from the phone every now and then too, um, and I haven't always won. Uh, I failed, and uh, uh, it's 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 scary uh, to seeing how 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 connected we are on these devices. But after seeing social dilemma, the social dilemma, it just takes it a step further. So kind of eye-opening. So yeah, if you'd like to talk about that, let me know. Um, also, uh, the email goes on maybe to discuss classic cartoons. And why they were cool. Memories we have attached to them and why we should probably never watch them again. Whoa! Um, oh, oh, laugh like Robert De Niro in the theater in Cape Fear. Okay, let me try that again. Also, <laughs> maybe to discuss classic cartoons and why they were cool. Memories we have attached to them. Why we should probably never watch them again. Oh! <laughs> oh! oh, oh, oh. Everyone hates me now for doing that laugh on the podcast. And, you know, I'm sorry. 
It, it, I'm just doing, I'm just reading the email. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. Um, I also have a friend who prefers to go by the surname of the Boom King. I've heard of him. Uh, who would be interested in talking to you about his personal experiences. Oh boy. Um, personal experiences involving... Bigfoot. Aliens. And dreams. Let me know if you'd be interested and I'll get put... I'll get... I'm going to read it just the way they said it. Just the way he wrote it. And it gets me angry. Let, <laughs> let me know if you'd be interested and I'll get put you guys in touch together. That makes no sense. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, it's it's autocorrect, right? Even though this is an email. Well, I guess you can, you, you can send emails on your phone. Uh, anyway, whatever. Uh, I just don't like when people use wrong words. <laughs> Who am I to talk, right? Um, he's a little odd, but a heck of a nice guy. He says hell of a... It's rated R. All right, so he says he's a hell of a nice guy. Smiley face emoji times two. Thanks for listening and keep on casting. I will keep on casting. Hollywood, thank you very much for that email. Let me know how that one went. You know, let me... And, and other v- listeners, let me know if you like that email versus the other email that I read uh, from him the a week ago. Uh, but yes, Hollywood, um, Boom King as well. Uh, we'd be very interested in having you on the show. It'd be an honor. Um, so uh, Charlie Huckle will send an email. You just let us know what you want to talk about, and uh, we'll get you on, and we'll have some fun. And there we have it, everyone. Um, a lot of fun. You saw the different tangents we went on that too. They were good stuff though. Um, I don't know if any of you even knew the wild card had military background, but I wanted to give him a chance to say thank you to those people that really made a difference on him. We talked about good coaches. We talked about poor coaches. We talked about leaders. We talked about bad leaders and what we can, what we can have as takeaways from the good and the bad, right? A little bit of a theme here on this episode, right? Um, you saw that you heard the language, so that's why it's rated R. Um, I, again, for those of you who are expecting the usual family-friendly content on here, I apologize. Um, we will have that as much as we can. All of the other stuff that I do is has been family-friendly throughout every broadcast. The only one that has seen elevations of of ratings is is the icebox. Okay, so I apologize for that. Um, we've had PG-13 ratings. We had uh, uh, PG or uh, Podcast T for teens, right? We have ratings, but PG-13 and this, we've had a couple of R episodes as well. This one was R because of language. Um, I tried to brace you for that. So um, again, future episodes will have the disclaimer. If it's family friendly, I'll make sure you know it. If it's a PG-13, you'll know it. Or if it's an R rating like this one, you will know it ahead of time. And again, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. It's it's my show, though, right? Um, and I do have all of my other content that you can enjoy um, as family-friendly. So um, enjoy, I hope you enjoyed the Rated R episode. <laughs> and we'll see. If you really liked it, then tell me you liked it because I'll have more Rated R episodes then. And we'll have some more fun. But that was co- that was our conversation. Again, thank you, Wildcard, for coming aboard and talking about that with us. Um, really good conversation that we had there. So I hope you enjoyed that one. Um, 
If you are listening to this, then you must subscribe to our podcast on whatever outlet you're listening to it on. You can hear the podcast Icebox and Comic Complex on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. It always premieres first on SoundCloud because that's my host site. Um, whatever it is you're listening to, give it a subscribe and leave comments on there. Um, or if it's on iTunes, give it a rating for crying out loud. Um, help me out here. Jeez. Um, but also share it and uh, let me know what you think of it. But you want to know how you want to let me know what you think of it? Guess what? You can email me. You can email me at iceboxcast at gmail.com. The email again is iceboxcast at gmail.com. We also have YouTube programs available for you, and you can please follow me on YouTube at iceboxcast. Once you find it, subscribe to it. Hit the little bell so you get alerts on it, as I mentioned earlier in the show. We have three programs available for you right now. We have Revelations, which is me showing off my cool action figures. Sometimes I open them on the on the episodes for you, too. I've shown um, Hero Clicks on there before. I've shown Funko Pops, Pokemon cards, all kinds of good stuff that you can find and go hunt yourselves, too. Um, I also have a show called uh, Fractured Games, and Fractured Games is seeing some huge movement, um, but it's me playing video games for you, and it's just, it's, it's, they're not like walkthroughs and, hey, this is how you defeat level eight and get to the boss. No, 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 no. This is me just playing the stupid game and seeing how far I can get, and it's, it's just me trying to make you laugh. So come and watch Fractured Games on that. Hopefully you have a good time with that. Uh, also, the best show that I have currently, according to the ratings... Um, is Beating for All. And Beating for All is me taking a fun passion in my artwork. I do perler bead art, little plastic beads that you put together on a pegboard and melt them together. Anyone can do it. Beating is for all. Um, the contest just ended. I told you my thoughts on that. Um, but Beating for All is has got the most views of any of my shows. So thank you very much for everyone who's watching all of those programs. Um, it really goes a long way with me. I appreciate it. And if you see these episodes... Uh, share them, make comments. I'd love to read them comments on the podcast. Um, I'll interact with you as well. It's it's great. I love it. Uh, thank you very much. Um, to see links to the podcast and the YouTube shows, the best place to follow me is on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, you can find me as Inspired Creations, H-O-M, Inspired Creations, H-O-M. I will post all those links. You can see them first off there. Um, I will post my artwork that I do for the cricket, uh, for masks that uh, we need for covid um, you'll see the artwork that can be applied with a cricket to tumblers, black canvas bags, all kinds of fun stuff. So you'll see all of that on my Facebook page, Inspired Creations HOM. That's about it. So I appreciate everyone uh, for listening. Get back to what you're doing. I'm done with you. You can go back to doing dishes. You can go back to uh, running errands. You can go back to work. If you do work, um, have fun with it. Get through the day because it will end. And have fun while you're here. Time is finite. Have fun with who you hang out with. Call someone you haven't talked to in a while. Message someone you haven't talked in a while. Just let them know that you're thinking about them. Have fun. Stay safe. Um, and have a ball. And thank you for giving me some of your time. I hope you laughed. I hope you smiled. And remember, until next slime... May all your cakes be tasty.
I don't like how I sounded. <laughs> oh, you heard yourself? That's right. I had the mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with all? <laughs> <laughs> Like, why don't you mind uh don't mind uh he's like promoting my business oh he's like promoting my business why don't you mind uh well, you're nailing your, this one gym. <laughs> yeah why don't you you gotta cut this one out jim jesus christ <laughs> um dan i asked him what he's doing here and and johnny's just like promoting my business why don't you mind yours and he's like he was really there Really fucked up again, Jim. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, I'm going to narrow this down even more and then you can elaborate into it because you know what I'm trying to say. I do. I do. <laughs> right? Holy shit. And it's a, such a cool part in the, for the thing. Like the whole thing. Anyways, okay, I'll, I'll start it over again. Uh, and again, I'm gonna really chop it down. You help me out because I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm, on I'm on the case. You're right. Mind your own business. <laughs> yeah, you say that part, but okay, here we go. <laughs>